Hey friend, welcome to She Said, She Said podcast, a top rated global career and personal development podcast with a unique focus on helping you create more influence in your life. My name is Laura Cox Kaplan. I've spent my entire career thinking about influence and I've seen firsthand the impact that effectively mastering and really using influence can have. I created this podcast to help us dig deeper into the different dimensions that help us build and sustain influence. And each week I'm drawing on this incredible community of women to help us do just that. It's important to remember though, that creating more influence for yourself is actually a skill. It requires investments of time and energy, including listening to podcasts like this one. But those efforts can pay big dividends towards successful outcomes. Whether you're navigating a career or life pivot, maybe starting a business or raising money for a special cause or running your household or just trying to connect with folks who don't share your views, understanding and using the different dimensions of influence will not only increase your chances of success, but will leave you happier and more fulfilled and better positioned to have the impact that you hope to have. I am really delighted to have you here and I look forward to hearing your thoughts and feedback and how you think about influence in your life. Hey friend, welcome to episode 272. With Thanksgiving just next week, I'll bet that you are starting to think about the holidays and your holiday shopping and you're starting to make lists and hopefully get organized. I hope that you caught last week's episode with master organizer Carrie Peoples, who joined me in episode 271. She shared incredible tips for getting your pantry and your closets organized in particular. And the reason, of course, that that matters so much, really anytime, but especially at the holidays, is that it helps you clear the headspace so that you can really focus on celebrating and spending time with the people who are important to you. So if you missed Carrie, go back and check that out because she is really fantastic. But I also wanted to create, and I'm in the process of creating, a series of episodes that are focused on the holidays, but that are still obviously career and personal development oriented, and that also dive into this topic of influence. And so I wanted to kick that off today with one of several amazing female entrepreneurs who have created social impact companies. Now, those are companies that are for profit, but that are also really focused on giving back and creating economic opportunity, especially for women. Now, friend, you have endless choices in where you spend your hard-earned dollars, and that's true at the holiday time. It's true of any time, and that's why I oftentimes like to share either here or on Instagram some of those companies and founders who I think are doing a wonderful job of using their influence and their talents 
to build a better world and to give back in ways that make a real difference, including, as I said, creating economic opportunity for others. So one great example and the entrepreneur who is helping me kick off our season of giving is the incredibly delightful and thoughtful and spirited and talented and inspiring, just all the adjectives, Kate Stewart. Kate is the CEO of Atlanta-based Bobble Stockings. Now, Bobble Stockings is an heirloom quality needlepoint stocking company that was inspired by a really unique tradition in Kate's family. I'm going to let her explain more about Bobble Stockings, what they are and how the company came to be, how the tradition came to be. But suffice it to say, I think Bobble Stockings and that lovely tradition that goes with them are something that you should consider for your holidays this year. I purchased a set of Kate's Hanukkah-themed stockings this year, and they are absolutely gorgeous. You will find a link in the show notes for this episode, episode 272, where you can learn a bit more about bobble stockings and you can purchase your own bobble stockings. And as a special gift to you, Kate will give you free shipping on your order if you use the promo code Laura, L-A-U-R-A. But friend, be sure to hurry because that generous offer from Kate is only available until November 30th. But you would want to hurry anyway because bobble stockings are incredibly popular and often sell out. So you'll want to get cracking on that right after this episode. Now, in my conversation with Kate, we talk about how and why she built her company, and she shares some really great advice for other entrepreneurs, including some great advice that she learned watching her dad. I especially love the fact that Kate touches on several of the most powerful aspects needed to build influence. We talk about connection and community and investing in others, just to name a few. Kate and I also talk about using influence to create the good that we hope to see in the world. Trust me, friend, there is lots to love about Kate and her wonderful company, Bobble Stockings. I think it is the perfect episode to help us kick off this holiday series. So here is episode 272 with Kate Stewart. Kate, welcome to She Said, She Said. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, I am really thrilled to have you. I've been looking so forward to our conversation and really sharing you and Bobble Stockings with this audience. So let's start there. Let's talk about what what are Bobble Stockings? How did the, what is this company that you've created? Bobble Stockings are based on my family's Christmas tradition, where after all your presents have been open, you go to the tree, you get your Bobble Stocking down, and the final gift of Christmas or a clue to it is in the stocking. So they're little ornament sized stockings about the size of your hand. And the idea is that the last gift that each person opens is the most thoughtful gift. It's the little gift that leaves them feeling warm and fuzzy and thought of. Um, and they're keepsake ornaments. They're heirloom needlepoint hand stitch stockings. Um, so I want people to grow up with them and keep them forever. Yeah, they are absolutely gorgeous. But Kate, how did the idea, how did you get from idea and this amazing family tradition to actually turning it into a business? Well, it all started when I realized that not every family had a bobble stocking. Um, (laughs) I got engaged to my husband around Christmas time. He actually proposed to me with an engraved ornament that said, will you marry me, Kate? Uh, Mm -hmm. So Christmas is a big theme in my life. And uh, shortly after that, I asked him, well, when do I get my bobble stocking? 
He said, what? And I said, you know, the good presents. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you know, every year growing up, my dad and my two big brothers and I would go shopping for a special gift just for my mom to say thank you for all she had done. And we hid the gift or clue to it in this little stocking that hung on our tree. And my dad called it her bobble stocking because on a good year, it was a bobble, which is a piece of jewelry. Right. Um, B-A-U-B-L-E. I feel like I spell that a lot for folks. <laughs> um, and when I realized that not everyone had this, because I asked all my friends, you know how your mom got the last gift? I thought, oh, that's a that's an idea. Um, and then when we launched the, st- the company, we realized that people wanted to do it with everyone, you know, you, not just their moms. So it, it expanded. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me, I think my first email about it, I started reaching out in 2015 and we launched in 2018. So it was a long, a long winding road uh, to take an idea. And, and, I mean, I got engaged in 2010. So <laughs> it, it was not a short path to launch yeah. the company. Yeah. Maybe talk us through some of those initial steps and, and what you were doing at the time. Were you working at the time? Yes. I actually worked the first two years of Bobble Stockings. I had a full-time job. Um, so when I launched Bobble Stockings, I had, or when I first emailed um, somebody about making Bobble Stockings, because I knew that I wanted them to be needlepoint um, because my mom's was needlepoint. My mom's a big needlepointer. Um, I... I really, Peter, my husband, when I got home, I was working as my dad's secretary. Um, his secretary had fallen in love with a guy she met online and she was moving <laughs> to Colorado and her, her um, finding the love of her life was my, was my win because I needed a job and my dad was like, you don't steal, you come work for me. Um, the, bar, the bar was high. Just, I'm, very, I'm very honest. So... So I was working there, but I was going, well, what am I going to do next? And I was about to start my family. And my husband said, what about that bobble stocking idea? You always said if you start a company, it would be bobble stockings. So I was on a family beach trip um, with Peter's whole like 23 person extended family in Delaware. And I guess I needed some alone, you know, like sometimes I just disappear sometimes just because I need space to think. And during that trip, I started emailing people who looked like they manufactured needlepoint. And I said, hi, my name's Kate. Can you do this? I put out an RFP request for proposals on Alibaba, which is kind of like the Asian, I should say, people always say China, but it's it's everywhere. It's India, mm-hmm. China, Thailand, Vietnam. Um, if you want something made, you can put a request for proposals on that website for free. And mm-hmm. then people write you and say, I can do it. Like send me samples, um, all that kind of stuff. So I started emailing with them. And then three years later, we had a product to launch. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. You have built into this company, though, a real social impact um, investment strategy, if you will. Maybe talk us through sort of why and how and the particular targets that you that you have chosen. Sort of talk me through what that looks like, because it's, it's such an important part of your story. We're, we're going to be um, posting this conversation leading up to the holidays, right? We're talking about bobble stockings, which are associated with Hanukkah and Christmas primarily. Mine are, Han- are Hanukkah stockings. <laughs> A lot of people will have Christmas stockings. Um, but leading up to this season of giving, this is a really important thread in your story. So I want you to make sure and talk about that. It's it's a very important thread, but it's also an interesting one in terms of 
we have a lot of points to wanting to be a socially minded, good for the world company. Um, mm. And that's a lot of my, my doing. Um, it started out with getting them made. So they are hand-stitched needlepoint. And I knew I wanted them to be hand-stitched needlepoint from the very beginning because that's what my mom's was. And it turns out there are only about six or seven manufacturers of needlepoint in the world. I did not know that starting Wait, out. Wait, you said six, six or seven or 67? Six or seven. Like six or seven. What, two, oh hand, two hands worth, maybe. Wow. Um, and that's me giving, I think number six and seven to me are my guessing. There's people I haven't found yet that do wow. it. Um, but uh, wanting it to be a hand-stitched product, um, I... I talked to people, like I said, I was on, I was talking to people for about three years and I finally found a team or the team actually, this team in China found me and they mm. said, we found this of yours and we were wondering, you know, can we try this? So I sent them, they wanted me to send my mom's stocking to them. And I was like, absolutely not. I was like, I can send you pictures. So they were, I mean, it was pretty difficult to be like, you're going to guess at how this is made mm. um, by pictures. And like, I put, I remember putting like quarters next to it so they could guess the size of it, which... I don't know if that's really helpful to send to a, com- a country that has a different cu- currency than us. Um, <laughs> All the things you learn, right? I, I have pictures. I don't, I mean, so, so I emailed back and forth with them. And finally, before, I think I'd spent like $1,000 on samples or something very low before I said, okay, I'm going to jump on a plane. I'm going to come over there. And they were very surprised. I don't think they thought I was actually going to come. Um, but I, I feel very strongly about meeting your makers. I have to sometimes watch my tongue about it because I know a lot, a lot of my friends have never met the people who make their things and that's mm. totally their choice and everybody does business differently. But for me, I was not, not going to meet them. That was, <laughs> that was out of the question. Um, and I was going to meet them very fast. I was not going to, for me at the time I was, okay, my children were born in September of 2015. So I was pregnant when I sent that first email with my first kid. And then uh, September of 2017. So when I flew to China, I was 12 weeks pregnant Mm -hmm. um, with Calder. And we left our toddler um, with my grandparents or with my parents. Um, And when I got there, I realized it wasn't a great fit. Um, it wasn't, I wasn't able to meet the stitchers and that for me was like, I, I can't do it. And and so I left there knowing I had to find another manufacturer, which had already taken me three years to find this manufacturer. Kate, can, can I pause you for yes. a second? So, so why was it so important for you to meet the stitchers? Well, my product is 100% hand stitched. Um, the needlepoint community in America is amazing. There's only 200 needlepoint stores in America, which I think a lot of people don't realize how rare yeah. needlepoint is um, yeah. for a hobby that's enjoyed by so many people. Um, and I, when I grad, all right, I just I studied abroad in college in Switzerland. I um, I went a when I graduated college, I took six months and I backpacked around the world by myself, visiting like 23 countries um, from New Zealand up through Japan and China and down to Egypt. Like I went through Egypt by myself as a 22 year old. Um, wow. So for me, I just I've met so many different people in my life and I've heard about different situations and all that kind of stuff to where I don't know. I just I knew that it was important to my story for me personally. Um, honestly, with all the needlepoint companies that are out there, I think it's amazing how few people post pictures of their stitchers um, mm-hmm. because it's a handmade product. I think it's such a selling point on the fact that we're able to pay really good wages. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for for the product because it's such a it's such an heirloom. It's such a yeah. very well made product. Um, so that's one line of it. So I left China. I spent another almost year. I'm trying to think of when that was. Yeah, another year. It took me one year, almost to the day, to find the team in Haiti. So I was talking to people all over the country. I had like 50 different groups I was talking to. I'd gone to the fair trade website and downloaded an Excel sheet that is basically in code. It's like, we do handwork. Well, does handwork include needlepoint? Well, no. Um, but if you come here we you, and teach us, we'll do it. We need the jobs. And Amazing. it's like, there's nothing more stressful than that going, I can't, you know, like jump on a plane and then take a bus. And I mean, like a lot of these people were not an easy trip away. Right. Um and I, at that point, had a toddler and I was either very pregnant or holding a newborn. Um, and I think that's also funny about small businesses is is when you talk to women starting them, they're like, I had a baby and I thought I should start a company. Right. <laughs> it's a genius idea. I also had a full-time job that had no maternity leave. Like I took my babies with me to work. I mean, I was, grandpa was there, um, but I had a pack and play in the copy room. Amazing. So we were just working, um, yeah. working. I, I love work. Um, I'm not the smartest person in the room, but man, I will go shoulder to shoulder with anyone on like, let's get the job done and do it right. Um, yeah. So so that was the first thread of it. Now, the second thread of our give back and how we've always given to charities. Um, now, we're, we're, we just had our fifth anniversary and we have now given over $100,000 to charities across the, oh, across the globe. That's amazing, Kate. Um, <laughs> yeah. And how do you how do you decide? I mean, I I I know in this season because of the absolutely horrible events that have taken place in Israel that you are giving back a percentage of your bobble stockings that are your Hanukkah themed bobble stockings. But talk about maybe the process that you go through for selecting your charities. Yes. So, well, originally I knew I was always going to give back to charity because of two conversations. I spoke with my dad, who is a successful businessman, and I spoke to Peter's dad, who is also a successful businessman. Both of them are entrepreneurs. Peter's my husband. Um, and so I spoke to both of them, and both of them, off the cuff, had said they wish they'd given back more over the years. Hmm. But Bill said, you know, like different things came up. And them being entrepreneurs, at least me growing up with my dad as an entrepreneur, Sometimes we had money and sometimes we didn't, you know? So <laughs> um, I was very used to the like <laughs> ebbs and flows of cash. Um, so uh, uh, it, it, it kind of stuck in my head, though, these two separate conversations in the same week with them. So I just said, okay, from the very beginning, I am going to insert that I will give a percentage of my profits to charity. And that's always been an interesting point, regardless is semantics, you know, like how people use their wording. I always say of profits because I don't want to promise something that I can't give that a bill comes, you know, like, because my, I mean, everyone knows right now the price of things has just gone through the roof, right? Like right. Um, the cost to make something, especially, I mean, this year, David, my partner in Haiti said, Kate, I want to give all the stitchers a raise. Well, to give all the stitchers a raise, that means my price goes up. Sure. And at first I was like, David, like, I can't handle this. And then I came back. I had to calm down a little bit and be like, okay, I can, I can do this. Um, but the, I would rather the, the payment go to the team in Haiti, right? Like they mm -hmm. should get paid more per piece. I love that David was like, I'm going to raise, I'm going to raise everybody's wages. Um, but that cuts down on like the percentage of profit on this end of things. Uh, so, so I've always said of profits and people sometimes ask about it and 
I'm just like, because it makes the most sense, you know, that they're always, what I'm giving back is always a piece of what should come into my pocket. And I want to give it out of my pocket. You know what I mean? Mm, I gotcha. Um, Because I don't want to give it from my stitcher's pocket because they're, they like that just, anyway, that makes the most sense to me. So I always said, I'm going to give a percentage of my profits to charity. Now the percentage has gone significantly up since those first days because of our guest artist program. So our guest artist program has just been a huge success. So what happens is I approach in 2022, we had 23 guest artists, which is insane. I will never do that again. This year we have four guest artists. (laughs) Um, And actually we have a surprise one. So there'll be five. Um, You're the first to hear of that, but uh, um, and the guest artists get to pick their charity of choice. So instead of these huge name people who are lending their good names to me, like this year we have Paige Meneer, Mignon Gavigan, Cotton Colors, and Buru. Yeah, amazing. Those are huge names. Yeah. And I'm like, and I can't pay you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) How does that work? And it's like, I, I don't have the money to pay you. My margins are pretty tight, but could I give 10% of the profits to your charity of choice? Mm. And that way there's a win for everybody. We're creating more jobs in Haiti. We're giving back to something that means a lot to them. And I get, I, I don't know what they get out because I'm like, I get the good fortune to work with these incredible women. It's a beautiful collaboration though, right? I mean, they're, they're getting the benefit of the collaboration. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's an extension of their brand potentially into a market that maybe they're not in, right? I mean, to be sitting there with like, I got to sit on stage with um, with Maggie and Morgan and Paige uh, this past, and Danielle Rollins was the moderator. Wow. I mean, it was insane. That yeah. was a that was a very cool experience down in West Palm. Uh, but I mean, the people that that they collaborate with, I mean, they are the most inspirational women. And, and I guess maybe I should look at myself and go, wow, like I could be in, like, I work with a lot of amazing people, but like Maggie, for instance, just came out with the most stunning collection with brackish bow ties. And then she's doing these designer, um, diamonds direct, like just talk about fancy. Um, and then to go and me, like, how am I on this list? Like, it's, it's such a joy. Like I just, I'll never not that I'll never understand it, but it's like, sometimes I feel like, I don't know. I just, I look at it and I'm like, wow, like how, how has this come to be? It, it's amazing, but you have an, I mean, an incredible track record of success. Okay. I have, I have lots of things to ask you about. <laughs> I want to understand, um, I, I want to understand sort of your, yeah, you said your, your dad is an entrepreneur and your father-in-law is an entrepreneur. So both you and your husband grew up in these worlds that were sort of fueled by on this entrepreneurial spirit. So, so tell me what your dad was focused on as an entrepreneur and kind of how that, how he worked inspired you. Oh, my dad. Um, you know, what's funny is I look back, I couldn't tell you what year he went out on his own because I know it was a really big deal that he left. He was one of the top guys for Cushman Wakefield Atlanta. And then he left to go out on his own when we were in elementary school and we all went to like private school growing up. So to take that risk to me, I'm like looking back going, wow, like that's crazy to give up the security to say, you know what? I can do this. I've got it. And he was the, and and he was the primary breadwinner. Yes. yes. So my mom took care of all of us and dad went out on his own sometime when I was in elementary or 
or middle school. And I don't even know. That's the funny thing about kids, right? I'm not keeping track of where my dad is. Yeah. And he's from St. Louis, Missouri. So he being in real estate when you're not from the city where you're in, you know, real estate's a lot of who knows who kind of thing. Um, and so dad is a, um, he does private equity for real estate. His business is so interesting because he has investors that give him money, right? Large sums of money to buy these things, and then he pays them out. And mm-hmm. one, there's so much trust involved in that. And what I found when I started working for him is that a lot of these guys have been with him since I was a little kid. You know, they have been Uncle Al, you know, like Mm. people who have just, dad has made them part of our family. And I just think that's the the coolest thing about him not being from Mm -hmm. this town. And like he made his friends and he's got so much trust and his returns, I think his returns over the history of his company are like 20%. Like they're insane. And the way that he looks at it is my investors get eat before I eat. Amazing. He makes sure they get paid before him. He's an investor in most of his own deals because he wants to show he's got skin in the game. Um, And so watching my dad do business, I think, has affected me Mm -hmm. because I want to have the same trust with everybody I work with. I am the most open book you'll ever find. I, I just, I believe that honesty is the best policy, I think. I've been so vulnerable on Instagram and on, you know, like through with our customers. Like if I, if I can't ship something, you're going to hear about it. I can over communicate. Um, Dad sends an email to all of his investors every single month, giving them an update on each of their properties, which is kind of crazy that he takes the time to sit down and be like, and come to me. He says, you know, come to me if you have questions or you want to talk about this, you know, investors get all the finances, you know, every quarter. And they get to go through and highlight, like, I, I'm an investor in one of his deals and a highlighting, like, dad, why are you still paying for ads and telephone and telephone books? And he's like, that's a good question. <laughs> um, so being, being the child of an entrepreneur is fun <laughs> because you're like, it, it does transfer over to like how you do business. I think so much of like honesty and doing good business and putting others mm-hmm. ahead of yourself, you learn that from your parents. And I 100% learned that from from my parents saying, like, my customers know that they are the most important thing to me. Yeah. Oh, Kate, I love that. I love, I absolutely love that. Let's talk a little bit about scaling a business that holiday focused, right? These are holiday stockings. So you have a seasonal, a, a you know, a real seasonal market that you're meeting. So Talk about that. Did you have investors who were like, are you nuts? Like, why am I going to invest in a Christmas slash Hanukkah business? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am lucky. I'm 100% owner of this company. So <laughs> I can do whatever I want, Laura. Um, but no, we have grown so much. I, you know, I keep track. I have a, y'all should see my Google Docs. I love facts and stats. It's like one of my like I've had to like write down my priorities before and be like put facts and stats at the bottom because I could nerd out on data all day, <laughs> um, and we we have grown. You know, we started. It's funny. Uh, the Star of David was our first religious stocking. I didn't have a cross. Mm-hmm. I had Star of David first. Really? Uh, because I have a friend who married a Christian guy, and I went over to talk to her about starting the company. She was like, "Kate, I'm not going to put Santa. I already have a Christmas tree in my house." I am not putting Santa. And I was like, you're right. Um, So I was like, let's have, there's so, you know, every family is different. Mm -hmm. 
So that's how the Star of David got started. And that became so popular that we were like, let's do more. Let's do dreidel. So we have dreidels and we have a menorah now. Um, and I actually just had a friend at school. Our school um, here in Atlanta is, I, I want to say it's probably 25% Jewish. Mm-hmm. Most of my kids' best friends are Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was with a bunch of girls the other day and they were like, well, Kate, you have three. We need a fourth because like our family is four. And I'm like, oh, that's such a good point. <laughs> so now we're talking about like, what's the next symbol? Or do we change the colorway? Or like, there's this hand symbol. That, uh, I forget the name of it, but it, it'll be really cool if we get it done right. Uh-huh. Um, I'll send it to you. But but so that was re- that's been really fun. And because I also am like, crazy about wanting to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want, I realized very early on that I want people to come to my table and feel like there's something for them at my table, whether they're buying or not. I don't want anybody to come to the table and go, well, what would I be able to buy? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've been working on that. It's It's been really interesting with skin tones and stuff like that. Cause that's hard with threads right. is, is translating it. We've had a lot of gray skinned gray skin stockings come up and we're like, I don't know who that was. Um, so, so we are, we are actively working on that. If, if anybody doesn't feel included yet, we are, we're trying our best to just get it right. We don't want to. Yeah. Um, and so that's how it started. It was kind of just like, I want everybody to come to my table and feel included. Mm-hmm. And then we, you, you asked about Christmas. So, mm-hmm. so then from there though, we were like, well, why, why is a stocking a holiday thing? Because originally, like the Jewish ones were already like people were like, "Whoa, like stockings!" Like we, right? I'll right. never forget. I had a Jewish guy. I've had multiple Jewish guys buy them just because they're like, "I've never seen a stocking with Star David," and they're like, "I'll buy it just because I think it's interesting." <laughs> um, and we were like, well, "What is that? That's so strange that a stocking is so associated with Christmas, right?" Why? Like, there's no need for it's that. It's all the Christmas stories, right? I mean, I think it's you know hung hung the by the chimney with hung, care, yeah, but. But that's just funny. Like that's a weird thing yeah. to go. That's that's ours. Like no, it's it's not anyways. So so <laughs> then we launched Valentine's Day this year, and that is hearts, and they sold out so quickly. No kidding. And we were like, okay, we got something. So then we did Derby Day because I have a Kentucky Derby party every year, and I was like, let's do a Kentucky Derby horse. So we have those, and then and then we've got a, a Fourth of July Uncle Sam, and then we have um, oh my gosh. We don't have a Halloween one yet because I'm working on that with a particular person and we just haven't gotten down to it, but I'm not going to do it without her. And then I don't, we just had so much fun making stockings a non-holiday thing. Interesting. And really branching out. So if you looked at like my sales for, like if you looked at my online sales, the first few years, my website was dead, like six months of the year, seven months of the year. I mean, it's kind of hilarious to like look at it now. Um, and now we do pretty well in the other months. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And we've kind of figured out a way to like spread it out because it, it can be intimidating when all your money comes in the last three months of the year. Right. Um, right. It takes a lot of planning to go, oh, my bank account's full. And then be like, oh, no, it's not. Yeah. You got to pay for everything because we have an eight month lead time. I order like I've started ordering next 2024 stockings already mm-hmm. to Haiti and we pay them up front because- you, you don't have credit in Haiti. You you pay people up yeah. front in Haiti. Yeah, yeah. Maybe talk about some of your big collaboration partners, your your larger ones. You've already talked about some of your um, your other collaboration partners, but you have a relationship with Neiman Marcus. I mean, among others. But maybe talk a little bit about that and how that got started. 
Oh gosh, we've been so fortunate to work with amazing people. Um, just off the top of my head, you know, we had exclusives for Love, Love Check Fancy mm -hmm. for two years. We did full size stockings for them. And they just found me on Instagram and DM'd me on like November 7th, like very late in the season. They DM me and said, Hey, can you get these into our seven stores? And I was like, Okay. And that was the little ones. And then we did full size for them uh -huh. and through, and then uh, Nikki Hilton uh, is kind of the most famous. Uh, I feel like people always like, oh, didn't you work with a Hilton? I'm like, yeah, Nikki is the best. She's the coolest person. She's so kind. How did she find and you? Nikki found us when Allison's, all right, an influencer named Emily Jackson here in Atlanta, who is goes by the um, Instagram handle Stuffy Muffy. We gifted her a stocking. She posted it. Allison Spear, who's a PR person in LA, saw it. Allison Spear went to my website, purchased them. I shipped them to her. She gifted them to Kathy Hilton, who is the queen of Christmas in L.A. Uh, then Nikki happened to be at Kathy's house when Allison's gift came in. So she opened it. So Nikki saw them there. And then Nikki went the same week. Nikki went to an opening of a Love Shack Fancy on her street in New York. And she saw the stockings there. And she posted them on Instagram, like didn't tag me. Luckily, an artist in Camden, South Carolina, Willa Hart, um, <laughs> Allie is her real name, um, I talk in people's Instagram handles all the time. Um, so Allie of Willa Hart saw it, DM'd me. I was in Birmingham at a show. She goes, did you see Nikki Hilton just posted your stockings? I said, what? I jump over there. I DM her. My PR team DMs her. And she just ended up being like the best, like the nicest, like the Hilton family has been nothing but kind to me. And again, like I said earlier, like I don't pay people to work with me. Mm -hmm. I give back to their charities. Yeah. And for them to do that, when I know, I, I know through the through now how much it costs to work with celebrities, literally the most generous thing anybody could have ever done with me, done for me. Like That's it was amazing. the kindest, how do I help you? How do I support these women in Haiti? Um, and so Nikki really opened the floodgates for people approaching me to work with me. Hmm. Um, Nikki got us into Alice and Olivia and we did customs for that. Stacey Bendette, the owner of Alice and Olivia. Um, and once those people had worked with us, mm -hmm. people, I'm going to say people treated us like I was someone, but like, cause I, I had worked with a lot of amazing people before then as well. Uh, Jennifer Hunt of Dogwood Hill had been doing things with me. Um, but really we have this roster now mm -hmm. that when people go, who are you? And I'm like, I promise I'm somebody. I promise. <laughs> I promise that we're doing good stuff. Um, you know, and then like last year, year before, Draper James uh -huh. came to us and said, we just want to, literally, they did a giveaway where we did, I don't know, five sets of like five of their designs. And their giveaway on Instagram was just to follow us. Wow. And that's how you could win the stockings was like, go follow our friends, Bobble Stockings. That's like, amazing. Who, who does that? <laughs> well, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. Kate, if if you were to give a would-be entrepreneur some advice for how to position themselves so that they could take advantage of, you know, these kind of collaborative relationships, what would you say? You're either going to pay, which I think is totally fair. You're either going to pay and expect to pay, you know, 10 to 20% off the top um, or have a really good reason why you can't pay. Um, I think that that's not to say I'm lucky for that because I'm not, I would love to pay all these, all these people deserve to be paid. I wish I had the cash to pay these people. Um, but I have a very good reason why I can't pay. Um, and 
I make up for it with saying, but I'll give 10% of the money out of my own pocket to make sure that, you know, your, your charity benefits. Um, I've tried to make it a win-win for everybody. I do the professional photography. I put them in our catalogs. Um, I try and promote them as much as I can, which some of these people, I'm like, they don't need my promotion, but honestly, we all need promotion. We all need someone to vouch for us and say, Hey, they're a good person. Hey, you know, like I like working with them. They are a nice person. I'm so lucky because honestly, everyone I've worked with is awesome. Like everyone is so, is so great. (laughs) Um, and I think I would know if they weren't because I'm not, again, I'm not paying them. Um, so people can be like, you know what? You're not worth my time. Um, so I think always, and making it as easy as possible. You really don't want to be a burden. And I say this as like, I don't want to be a burden on anybody. I'm probably a little neurotic about it. But if you make something challenging for somebody to do to help you, they're not going to do it. You know, like mm-hmm. you need to make it as easy as possible, set them up for success um, and and then run with it. Uh and, and try and, you know, communicate as much as possible. Communication is so key, but don't, I say that, don't overly communicate. Like don't be in their inbox every day. Uh, try and keep your, your communication succinct. <laughs> right. <laughs> Strike that balance. Okay. So speaking of balance, you have two, two young yes. children, right? Two young children. Talk, talk a little bit about this age old question of work and life and getting the right mix and any advice that you have, recognizing that you can't do everything all at the same time. What's your, what's your advice for keeping the trains running on time, keeping everybody reasonably happy and fed and off to school Absolutely. and all those good things? Um, I'll be the first to admit I'm not a perfect parent, but I have a great spouse. I have great spousal support. My husband, when I first started the business and Peter had to start cooking dinners um, during the season, I, on, I I remember like all like tearing up at a at a mom's group that I wasn't even really great friends with the people. Just being like, Peter's making dinner. And I felt terrible about it. Now I love that Peter makes dinner. I have accepted it. <laughs> he makes dinner. I did, I did get a subscription to Hungry Root this year. Hungry Root, just I'm going to give a plug right now. I don't get paid by them, but it is the easiest dinner plan you can do. It, everything takes 15 minutes or less. Um, it doesn't use all your dishes. So I, as a, as a working mom, I think that Hungry Root is the best of the meal plan services. Anyway, so that has been huge. Like Peter is willing, like willing. Peter is a great co-parent. He can make a dinner. He can take things to the post office if we need him to. He can, um, he can pick up the kids from school. Like we do a lot of flexibilities. Um, I, things definitely get dropped. I will not pretend to act like things don't get dropped. If you feel like you are flailing about as a mom and a parent, like I'm there with you, DM me. Um, my sweet daughter got cookies for character last week, which is a big award at her school. I happen to be in Palm Beach. The teacher had even emailed me earlier that week to say, hey, Kate, um, do you want us to move it? I know you travel a lot. And I said, no, do not let her lose her award, whatever. Um, I didn't realize Peter wasn't on the emails and Peter forgot. Oops. And so she got an award with all the other parents and all the other kids, and she didn't have anybody standing there for her. Oh. And it's, ter- you know, like, yeah, I I will say that that was really hard as a parent <laughs> um, to go, how do we do this? And they're letting us do a makeup, and the school has been so kind, and it sounds like they, the counselor realized very quickly what was happening. Our counselor and our teachers are very aware of, of my job um, during the holidays. Um. 
and communication is always key. Peter Peter went and had lunch with her that day. They called her from called him from the school, communicated to him what had happened. He of course felt terrible, and um, it just it, things happen. Life happens. Um, yeah. As for balance, I realized earlier this year that my husband has had golf on Thursdays for as long as I can remember. That is just it's been on his date, and he doesn't always get there, but it's always on our calendar. Peter's golfing, and I know that on a Thursday. And so I was like, well, you know what? I have beaten myself up about not having a hobby for so long. I remember a mom asking me if I had hobbies and I like looked at her blankly. I was like, I work. <laughs> I run to yeah. relieve stress. Work is my hobby. <laughs> um, I work out, you know, like to relieve stress and to fit in my clothes, but I don't really have a hobby per se. Um, and I was like really embarrassed. I like really like beat myself. Like I should have a hobby. Um, and now I've accepted, no, I don't have a hobby. So I put Tuesdays on my count. Tuesday is literally on our calendars. Kate's night out. It's becoming famous in our neighborhood for like, if you want to go out and have a drink with Kate on a Tuesday, she'll be out. It'll either be coffee or dinner, you know, like, but it's on Tuesdays. I'm out of my house doing something with a friend um, or by, I, I haven't had to go by myself yet, but I would go by myself as well just to be like, it's, it's fine. Like I get, I'm going to have some me time and like, cool off and like, do you not, not cool off. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I really encourage everybody to do it. It's been the most fun thing. Like just mom's night out and it's, it's my night and I get to do what I want. Um, but any parent and, and I'm particularly hard on myself, but I assume most people are pretty hard on themselves, especially women. Um, no one's got it all together. No one, you know, and I'm so glad when my kids were little, little, I would have, you know, like, I was just worried that they weren't going to be good kids. You know, like I was worried they were spoiled or I was worried that they were little monsters or I was, you know, my kids rock. Um, I feel like you can't really judge a kid on like their behavior, you know, like they should have good behavior in general, but like when they're little, they, they can't control, they have feelings, right? They've got big feelings, little feelings. My kids are six and eight now and it's a breeze. So if you've got little kids, like, and I'm just saying this because I probably need to hear it, but like if you have little kids don't feel like you have to control them or that they're being whatever, you know, they'll get older and they'll grow out of it. Um, just let them have their feelings. It's fine. You're not yeah. a bad parent. You're great. Like, I love that. I love that. Are, are, are they involved in the company at all? <laughs> hey, do they, do oh. they sort of get, get to experience some, some elements on their, on their we level? Pack and order. <laughs> that's for sure. My eight year old, since she was a baby, because the, the orders have pictures on them. So before she could read, she could pack an order. She probably knows all the names of the bobble stockings. They love our catalog. Our catalog is pretty like famous. Um, it's a great, I mean, it's every single design we've ever had. Uh, so they know them pretty well. Brianna's always asking if she can come help sell, which I haven't let her do that. Cause I'm like, you're going to get bored. Um, Calder doesn't really have any interest in it yet, but it'll be interesting because they'll never remember a time when bobble stockings didn't exist. Um, mm-hmm. They also think they're famous because they're in all of our, 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 like, they are in our magazines. Like they're in everything. And they're like, they've asked me, they're like, am I famous? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. You're just a model and you're free. You know, they, <laughs> right. um, you live in my house and um, it's really easy for me to take pictures of you. Um, but I do pay them now. The, a law came out this year about using your kids for Instagram and stuff like that, which is fair. You know, really? if you're. And I'm, and I don't know if I actually qualify for this, but I'm obsessive enough to be like, 
all right, that's fair. They're big enough now to where like they get, they get, instead of saying like you get a treat or you get, you know, a toy at the end of a photo shoot, like I'm going to give you, I'm going to give money. I'm going to put the money in your account and you can decide to spend it or save it. Amazing. 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 Yeah. They're working for the company. I love that. I absolutely love that. So for anybody listening, Kate, um, a lot of would-be customers, probably a lot of current customers is my guess, but anything else that you want them to know about the company, things that people don't normally ask you that you wish people knew about Bobble Oh gosh. Every stocking has a story. If you DM me and say like, what's the story behind like this particular design, I probably have a story behind it. Um, either whether the design is actually like my childhood horse or my goddaughter or my friend's kid. Um, or if it's, oh, we had this in there and then we took it out and we moved it to this or we changed the colors. You know, like every stocking is very thoughtfully designed. Um, my artist is Sarah Watson. She is in um, Fairhope, Alabama. She happens to be my best friend. I mean, my matron of honor, my child's godmother. Um, it's her sister-in-law. So I got very lucky there. Um, And just to my customers and to people who would be customers, I really believe that our tradition and doing the final gift is the most thoughtful gift. I think it's something that you will never, you'll never forget it. It is really the most, it's meant to be meaningful. It's supposed to make your holidays more meaningful. I love that my kids know that this gift is from us. It's not from Santa from us. My eight-year-old now gets to help pick out the present for our six-year-old. So she feels very involved. Um, And I think that's really important. Like that kids, especially little kids, when they think everything comes from Santa, to say, no, we were thinking about you and we got to give you the best gift. (laughs) Um, And and when you start the tradition in your house, like it's a meaningful tradition in your house and it's creating meaningful work in another. Our team in Haiti does need the jobs. I've asked David before, you know, what would they do without the work? And a lot of them wouldn't be able to get work or at least meaningful work where they could pay their rent and feed their kids. And that's what we mm-hmm. get to do. We have fair trade wages. It's B Corp certified, uh, which is the highest. I mean, Ben and Jerry's, Patagonia, the best businesses mm-hmm. are B Corp certified and Good Threads Needlepoint in Haiti that I work with is B Corp certified. Um, so I hope I hope you love my company as much as I love my company, and I hope you realize how much I love our customers. Kate, what a pleasure to spend time with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Remember, friend, to get free shipping on your Bobble Stockings order. Be sure to include the word Laura, L-A-U-R-A, in the promo code. You will find a link where you can go directly to the Bobble Stockings website in the show notes for this episode, episode 272. And friend, before I let you go, just a quick word of thanks to you. I am so incredibly grateful that you're here, that you are part of She Said, She Said podcast. I love getting your notes and messages and your feedback. It really, really means the world to me. So thank you to you. I am truly, truly thankful. I hope you have a happy, safe, and wonderful Thanksgiving. And most importantly, that you are surrounded by the people who bring you the most love and the most joy. 
And friend, if you are feeling extra generous today and you enjoyed the conversation with Kate, click on the review the episode button and please give us five stars. I would be super grateful. I know Kate would be super grateful. Plus those reviews help me share this content and these incredible guests like Kate with others. For now though, take care and I'll talk to you again next week. And remember, She Said, She Said podcast is a weekly production of She Said, She Said Media.